Good morning to Shishirata Kavachanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled. To all of the assembled devotees. To those that are seen and unseen. Today is December 1st of the year. 2021, so it's 120121, probably has no significance, but I imagine every day is a special day when you're able to get up, the key thing is when you're able to get up in your right mind with the right activity of your limbs. I always thought that was such a uh, an antique quote until I got older and I realized how important it is to be able to function physically and mentally. Because and of course, as probably mentions with the right attitude, it is not so easy. And especially especially as a devotee of Lord Krishna, we are continuing to read from Srimad Bhagavatam 1, chapter 11, text 32, and it is regarding Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwarka. We always like to open with a reminder or a semblance of what Krishna, what we're about. And ultimately, it's love. Because when we learn to love, irregardless of the perceived imperfections in those around us, and you're guaranteed there are going to be some imperfections because we're in the material world and this is Kali Yuga. But as devotees, we're supposed to be able to see beyond that and live according to our real personality and our real consciousness, which is really love. So one of the reminders that I favor is, of course, it's sung in the morning before class, uh, singing Jaya Radha Madhava. Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Shannavallava Kirivara Dari Jaya Gopi Shannavallava 
ಕಿರಿವಾರ ಜಾರಿ ಯಶೋರ ನಂಜನ ಬ್ರಜ ಚರ ನಂಜನನ್ ಯಶೋರ ನಂಜನ ಬ್ರಜ ಚರ ನಂಜನನ್ ಯಾಮುನ ತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಯಾಮುನ ತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧವ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನವಾಲಿ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯರಾಧವಾಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನವಾಲಿವಾರ ಜಾರಿ ಯಶೋರ ನಂಜನ ಬ್ರಜ ಜರ ರಂಜನ ಯಶೋರ ನಂಜನ ಬ್ರಜ ಜರ ರಂಜನ ಯಮುನ ತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನ ತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಮ್ಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ರಾಮ ರಮ್ಮ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಮೇ ರಮ್ಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ ರಾಮ ರಮ್ಮ ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಕಲಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧಾ ಕಲಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧೆ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ 
Sometimes we're in a very special mood or a very special mood presents itself in the morning and morning is auspicious time, very auspicious time for devotees to come together. We take simple pleasures in just singing bhajans. And when sung in the right mood, it is the same as preaching because at this point, I don't know about you, but my heart's enlightened and I can just go ahead and meditate on what we've just sung. That's how powerful it should be. In the Dom and in the association of devotees. Because if it's not, then some things may need to be adjusted, um, changed, moved around, flipped, whatever is necessary. Because when you come into the presence of the Lord in text 32, I mean, you get an idea of what it's like. Very sweet, very to the point. Uh, let's see, text 32. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Gyanyana Timarandasya Gananjanan Shalakaya. Of course, we're all born in the darkest of ignorance. We're fortunate enough to have a spiritual master. Our spiritual master opens our eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my most humble obeisances to my spiritual master, Bhaktivedanta Swami. Krishnapad, I offer my humble obeisances to his spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, and right up through the Parampara. So text 32 is a continuation of the mood of Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwarka. 
and I probably overstate this so much, but there's always a purpose to whatever I think I, I'm doing. I like to think there's always a purpose to it. So text 32. Ham atmajer distribir atan ramadna duranta bava paribir patin nrudam apias ravad ambut netreya vila chatinam brigu varia vaiklaivat tamad majer dristibir antarad manaha Dranta bhava parirbhya patim Narudam api mashravad ambino trayar Vilachitimatnam brigu varia vaikladvad Tam atmajir drishtibir ataratmana Dranta bhava parirbhya patim Narudam api ashravad ambino Vilaj jatinam brigu varia vaklavat. Tamat majir drishtapi antarat manaham. Duranta bava patim. Nerudama piyasravat ambu netreya. Vilajitanam brigu varia vaklavat. Tam, him, the Lord. Atmaja, he, by the sons. Drishtibir, by the sight. Antara atmanam. By the innermost part of the heart. Duranta Bhavaha. Insuperable ecstasy. Paribir. Embraced. Patim. Husband. Narudam. Choked up. Api. In spite of. Asravat. Tears. Ambu, like drops of water, Nitreyaho, from the eyes, Vilajatinam, of those situated in shyness, Briguvarya, O chief of the Brigus, Vaiklavat, inadvertently. And the translation here, is the insuperable ecstasy was so strong that the queens who were shy first embraced the Lord in the innermost recesses of their hearts. Then they embraced him visually. And then they sent their sons to embrace him, which is equal to Personal embracing. But old chief amongst the Brigus, 
though they tried to restrain their feelings, they inadvertently shed tears. Report. Although due to feminine shyness, there were many hindrances to embracing the dear husband, Lord Sri Krishna. The queens performed that act by seeing him, by putting him in the cores of their hearts, and by sending their sons to embrace him. Still, the act remained unfinished, and tears rolled down their cheeks despite all endeavors to check them. One indirectly embraces the husband by sending the son to embrace him. Because the son is developed as part of the mother's body, the embrace of the son is not exactly the embrace of husband and wife from the sexual point of view, but the embrace is satisfaction from the affectionate point of view. Let me read that one again. The embrace of the son is not exactly the embrace of husband and wife from the sexual point of view, but the embrace is satisfaction from the affectionate point of view. The embrace of the Lord is more effective in the conjugal relation. And thus, according to Shilajiva Goswami, there is nothing wrong in such an exchange of feeling between husband and wife. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Before I read um, or share with you my feeling about text 32, I'd like to say in advance, my heart is always in what I'm reading, and I usually put together a pretty decent presentation of the text, but sometimes when I'm in the presence of the Lord, the mind goes wandering, and so do my lectures. They just go. So I'm asking for apologies in advance if I miss the target. I hope I do not. But in the association of the Lord, which is so priceless, there are so many different leelas that can take place in a moment if you are really, really honoring and respecting 
the supreme personality of Godhead. And we are very fortunate, as are many doms, to have the Lord present before us. I like to take a look at the scriptures, read them, relate to the time in which they were written, and then connect the dots. And I understand, as I've understood in the past, that um, that may not always work for everyone, but what's very nice is that we're all total individuals and how we embrace the scriptures can be totally different as long as we keep the essence and relate it so that not only did you hear what was in the scriptures in the text, but you imbibe it. And then, to me, I think, how do you put it in terms of today? That's me. And I like the fact that everyone that comes to do the, read the scriptures, we all have our own unique point of view, but nonetheless, we keep the essence of it. I'm thinking about how men and women were back in the time when Lord Krishna was on the planet. I know there were mm, probably uh, disputes sometimes between husband and wife, but the point is they had such a perfect description of the relationship between man and woman. Um, it was possible at that time to, um, well, this is going to come out however it comes out, but for women to be women and for men to be men. For men to be able to have more than one wife and to be able to take care of them all equally and individually without shortchanging anyone, as Vasudev did. He had 18 wives. And of course, if it didn't mention that he kept them in separate residences, they were kept in separate residences. However, they were split up. The point is, it worked. We cannot really do that now in Kali Yug because in Kali Yug there's such deterioration of social activities, emotional, interpersonal relationships, the total environment of all the universes, that relationships like that are rare if they exist at all. But this is Krishna doing what Krishna does, setting an example of, for instance, in this particular text, how women showed appreciation for their husbands, especially when they were away for a long time. You didn't have any obvious PDAs or personal displays of affection. They encompassed the love in their heart, the core of their heart, 
And it states here those that had sons who wanted to deeply express their happiness, their gladness for the husband coming back and just showing him how much they loved him, they would send a son to embrace him. And of course, the embrace of the son is not the same as the embrace of the husband. They are totally different. And this may not make sense to a lot of people, but they should be kept totally different. There's a point being made here. So we shouldn't skip it. It is a point. It's not the major point. But what it's showing is there is a way to show appreciation for someone. Every single scripture, every single text that we're reading is a lesson in instruction. There is a lesson in what Krishna is presenting here. There was a lesson in the battle of Kurukshetra. There is a lesson here. How nice it would be if men with their male energy and women with their female energy was trying to stay away from the fact that they're not these bodies, but with that energy, how nice, how different the world would be if we acted in that way. If we showed love, if we respected each other, and you would hope that in the way that we show love and respect each other, that that coming down, trickling down to other situations, it would be an example of how we show love and respect for others. But that's not always the case. In Bhagavad Gita, 10th chapter, I believe 15 texts, and I'll read it in a moment, it talks about having a relationship with someone and if you don't have a really good relationship with someone, especially at the very start of a relationship, it's very difficult to establish some feeling, some love. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but it can be done. The point that you will find me bringing up often most often, and maybe to some an irritant, but just go with me for a minute on this. Srila Prabhupada built a house in which the whole world could live. He didn't build it based on what culture we were from, what blood type we had, what skin color, what propensities, what part of the universe we're from because this is this is not just the uh, material world this is for all of the universes i imagine we have similar pro proclivities i imagine that everything is not perfect on the other planets but this is to encompass the fact that there should be some love between us when we sing jayarada madhava it speaks of love 
somehow or another that love gets lost between now and the time in which we walk out the door or leave the presence of devotees. The scriptures are showing us how to interact, how to love, and in this case, showing affection. Um, but going beyond that, how do we develop love enough to make it work for us in whatever our relations are, and how to give it back or spread it in a Krishna-conscious way. And I thought to myself, if we cannot love each other, and specifically devotees, if we can't love each other, what example are we showing or giving to the world? Because I'm thinking here, Srila Prabhupada came at a time when there was super conflict in the world. The Vietnam War was going on. The educational system, the political system was being questioned by youth as well as others. The emergence of, and I'm sure it wasn't the first time they emerged, but the emergence of, I'll call it hippiedom, hippies. Um, yes, they may have been totally, they may have been intoxicated. They may have had different principles other than what the Bhagavad Gita stated. But yet and still, Srila Prabhupada came at a time and captured their hearts. It's good to keep remembering from the past. Take the positive from the past and use it in the present. However, you can manage it and shift it. Because Srila Prabhupada came at a time when it was necessary. Now is a time where it's necessary. This is the perfect situation for devotees to show who we are, to show, give an example of not only, what's the best way to say this? Talking the talk, and when I say talking the talk, I mean reading from the scriptures. We can be expert in reading from the scriptures, but how well do you operate on that level? Right now, it's a little difficult for everyone to be perfect, but it is not difficult for us to learn the principles behind showing love for each other, getting along. Communities should be communities of love and affection and devotee and togetherness and ideas and being in such a state that people from other places want to come here. Now, not just Dallas Dom, but I visited various places uh, in different countries, and it is kind of the mood in other Doms. We understand what's in the, well, we see what's in the scriptures. We read what's in the scriptures, but do we actually understand it and practice it? Not always. If we did, people would be breaking down the door to get into the temple right now because the need is so severe. There is so much confusion. There is so much political unrest, social unrest, love unrest, you name it, unrest. Not exactly what it was or how it was when Srila Prabhupada came, but the point is, there's never been a time, like now, there has never been a time to show who we are, to show 
the Krishna conscious mood, the lifestyle, and living it. It is not difficult. It is simple. Hopefully, if you come from the background of a functional family, where, you know, the father's the father, the mother's the mother, there's love being shown, there are principles and, and, and philosophies and, and ideas that are shared by mom and dad, and they pass them on to you so that when they release you into the world, you are not a trouble to society. You are an asset to society. Now, most of us operate on the level where we blame our family. Well, this is how I was raised. I didn't know how to love, hug, all of this. That is no excuse. As we're growing, we have opportunities to, how do the young kids say, um, flip the switch. How to change what we were familiar with as we were growing up. And if it was not a proper, as Krishna conscious a relationship it could be, we are capable and able to show it. Even if we didn't see it, I oftentimes say the scriptures repeatedly shows us from A to endless, infinitely, infinitum. It shows us how to live our lives if we especially if we've not had a perfect example from A through. Gives us every possible step. So we can never say, I didn't have it in my background, or fall back on our background as an excuse. And I'm saying that to lead to the point where, right now, it is important to establish a community, a dom, where people want to come where they want to be, and we actually need to know what to do with these people when they come. Now, there may be a system that's set up that I'm not aware of completely, but there should be a system set up where people know what we're about, not just from reading the books, but we should have groups. Now, I understand we have groups, but the groups are split up. They're here and even in the community, the groups are split up, and then depending on where you live, they're out there, and they're split up. Now, I'm not saying I know the I'm not saying I know the answers to everything, but there should be more unity, a more unified position in the DOMS, especially now because people are crying out for what we have. They're crying out for it, and we're sitting here with all of this information, and we're sitting on it. We spout off the teachings. We can break it down for you and explain it to you so well. But when we leave this temple arena, when we leave the area, how well do we show you who we are? Because I'll bet if we met the average devotee, if there's such a thing as an average devotee outside, we probably wouldn't recognize them. Now, not everybody is comfortable enough with going out in a sari or um, dhoti with their T-lock and marked. I have become comfortable with it because I am so, I must be so insane that uh, 
I believe this is this is the way I'm supposed to dress, that the mood of this dressing should be shown in whatever I do when I'm outside the temple, when I'm not only in the public but in private. We should be examples of what we are reading. It is not difficult. This It was really our lifestyle. Krishna has come for so many reasons, but for the main reason of showing us who we are. And some of you may actually have the opportunity on this material planet, in these material bodies, of having an association with the Lord. It is possible. It's not impossible. You will be able to have that relationship with the Lord. He wants to remind us we were actually about love. We didn't care who was in agreement with us. Um, We didn't care if someone had a different opinion. We didn't care if someone had a different lifestyle, a different dress, a different color. We are one big family, and that's how it should be. Krishna reminds us of that when he descended to the material universes. He also gave us the opportunity of having a path back home, of following a path back home. The instructions are here in the book. The scriptures, read them, read them. Some of them will cause question, and for those questions, they deserve an answer. For some, there seem to be some inconsistencies, but the scriptures are perfect and complete. And if you continue reading them, whatever your question was in chapter 1 or canto 1 or 2, it is answered eventually by the time you read the scriptures. Especially disputable statements. There are reasons why verses, scriptures are said. There's a reason. And it should behoove us or encourage us to read further to find out if this is what we really want. But getting back to text 32, how Krishna is experiencing the love that one experiences when they are loved by someone, when they when a relationship has been established. As devotees, we need to establish relationships with each other, whether we agree upon anything or not. Just agree that we love Krishna, he exists, He is here to remind us that we really do love each other, that we're really a big family, and that this world is not our home, and that we have a home. And he gives us instructions on how to get back to it. He also breaks down the understanding of how to show love. Now, this... I'm going to say this isn't all that text 32 is about, but it shows that there should be some love, some affection, some display of it between husband and wife. And it states here that, hmm, what is it? There's nothing wrong with the exchange of feelings between husband and wife. And that I've also seen in different doms where, Okay, 
the wife walks behind the husband. Uh, what the husband says goes, and that that's you know there's more to that. But there, it, it's not the typical relationship where you are really in love with the person. And what's happening now during this temp, uh, uh, temporary pandemic, because nothing lasts forever, people are understanding that they don't really care for the people that they have uh, subjected or allowed into their lives. This is the perfect time to make some adjustments to find out why you why you're with the person, why you love them, and see if there's anything that you need to do on your end to change the responses of the person that you love. Because when we're pointing a finger at someone else, we always have all these fingers pointing back at us, and that's not accidental. It means that we should look at ourselves first before we question someone, before we attack someone, and to be very careful about having an opinion on what someone else is not doing if we're not doing it properly. This is the perfect time to correct a lot of situations. The question is, why isn't it being done? Why is now different than it was before? And I'm saying that because personally I'm saying six years ago when I came here, a little over six years ago, Texas was not on my map. I would have to say my guru guided me transcendentally because it left his body ten years prior. But he guided me here. When I came to Dallas, Dom, first people I met were um, Nityananda Prabhu and and. Uh, Manjuala, they welcomed me into their home. Charming. I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, they uh, provided prashadam on my flight out, which is what we should do when we have people that are, are coming to visit and they're traveling. You know, when appropriate, supply them with some prashadam to leave, to have a good mood, a memory of where they were. Going on to meeting the temple president and, and wife, I came to the temple, and there is there was such a mood of togetherness. You felt it. It was electric. It was in the air. And what was also in the air was the enlivening spirit of devotional association, devotee association. The bhajans were enlivening. You always wanted to dance in the Sunday services. And yeah, yes, it's a little different now because of the pandemic, but the point is, even before the pandemic, you wanted to have that energy, but you didn't quite feel it. And this doesn't pinpoint any one person in particular, because in a sense, we're all responsible for having the right mood and the right energy. If you understand who Krishna is, whether you've taken diksha or not, you understand what's right and what's wrong and how to treat each other. So we're all really responsible in some way, wherever our strengths are, to bring back that energy into the Dom because within five years, not only here, but other places, it seems to have disappeared. Um, people understand the scriptures. Some do and some don't. Um, 
And if that's the case, those that do not, it is your responsibility to try to understand it, to ask questions, so you understand this. This is high-level information. This is confidential information. This is information that you really have to focus on and study and see the hidden meaning. And it really isn't hidden, but it just shows everyone how to, it lets you know there's a method in how to come together, how to behave, how to react, how to act, how to share, and how to give it back. To be an example of a devotee, to show No excuse. The question is, how do we do it? How do we get back to it? What's the problem? Now, when I say, what's the problem, I look at me. Yes, I've grown years, a few years in the movement, and I try to, each year, be a little bit different than the last year. I try to perfect what I did in the previous years. And I think that's something that we should look into. Whatever our behavior was last year, whatever we did last year, our performance should be so much better. Thank you for coming, Prabhu. Our performance should be so much better this year. We should always be seeing our better self. We should always be better than our last performance. Not anybody else's performance, but our last performance. We should look at ourselves and see what our strengths are and see how to share that. And as I said, it does not take, well, maybe I didn't say it recently, but it doesn't take a lot of people to do this. It just takes one or more than one person that's really fired up to establish the mood of Krishna consciousness. I'd like to say to establish the mood as was when Srila Prabhupada was here. It depends on us what we do. But to establish a mood that is reminiscent of life in the spiritual world and at Krishna Loka, everyone should want to be in this atmosphere around us, taking prasadam from us and telling someone else about us. Perfect time for devotees. Yes, it's good to uh, distribute books, it's good to preach, it's good to cook prasadam, but there's a recipe to all of that working to the point where we have a family. And right now the family atmosphere and the family mood, as in the scripture showing how to show love, um, yes, between husband and wife, yes, between relations, but how it really is okay to show affection, maybe not so um, outward in public, but to show some love to each other. If you can't figure out why you can't, 
because at one point in time we came into this material world in these bodies and we didn't have any outward severe feelings about anyone in particular. Yes, we did carry our memories from the past, but most of the feelings that we've established in our lifetime, we didn't have at birth. So we imitate what we're around. Imitate Prilapavipad. Imitate your Guru Maharaj. Imitate the energy that they have when they walk into the room, or try to, because we can't be them. But the principal point is showing love. The inhabitants of Dwarka showed love to Krishna because they had a relation with him, because they would do anything for him, because he would do the same for them. And as I said, when you're reading the scriptures, there's a lesson in it. How wonderful it would be if we had this understanding back and we practice it. And we really practice it. And what does it take for us to get it back, to establish it again, because it is not impossible? We have Krishna, the ultimate, the ultimate personality, the omnipotent, everything that we need to know to do to have, Krishna provides. And that's another thing. You don't really have to ask Krishna for anything. He knows what you need, when you need it, and how you need it, period. But it's nice to have conversations with Krishna, to pray, Mine is, please help me get through this situation. Please help me to understand this. Please help me not to lose my temper. Please help me to find the love in the heart, the Krishna in the heart of this individual. (laughs) And really, what we have to do is establish a common bond, a common ground with those around us. And it is not impossible because we have a continuous task on our hands, in this world, in these bodies, at this time. And at some point, we should start to take it seriously. These classes, these texts, the scriptures are just amping up your desire, your attention, your questions, your how-to, what to do, what is my strong point, how do I offer it to Krishna? When you think of everything else, that's what it boils down to. So the question that I would ask is, no, the question that you should ask yourself, you know, let's put it that way. The question that you should ask yourself is, what does it take for me to be a devotee of the Lord? What does it take to honor the responsibilities of a devotee? What does it take for me to imbibe the feelings, the knowledge, the relations, the ability to duplicate some really good habits that we have from the Acharyas. What does it take? We have to really want this. We have to really want it because if we really want it, we can affect a change in the world. We can do this. I think there was a movement called We Can, but the point is, the essence of text 32 is how love was 
displayed, how it was shown, and especially how it was shown from Krishna's point of view with backstories leading up to text 33, uh, text 32 on how we should relate to each other and how love and affection is okay. Um, showing love and affection with couples and those that are in familial relationships in the proper surroundings with the proper persons. How nice it would be if we could operate on that level, on operating, on coming from a place of love. And it's not difficult. Even if it didn't start in your homes, it can start with you. And then you'll begin to understand Jayarada Madhava, how Krishna, how he can feel, how if he can feel, we can feel. Granted, we're not Krishna, but we have some of those potencies that Krishna has. And if there's anything that's needed more so right now, it's love between devotees, especially devotees, because then you can branch out and share it, especially in the community where we're not separated, and especially by distance, and we can begin to implement Krishna consciousness or God consciousness in the world. It is not impossible. As a matter of fact, nothing is impossible with the help of Krishna. Absolutely nothing. And we have to operate on that plane, but we also have to do the needful. Establish your sadhana. Do the best of your ability to perfect your sadhana because you also have to come from a place of love and principles. So the question I would leave everyone with is, what do we do? When do we do it? How do we do it? And what would keep us from doing it? There. Briefly. And then on uh, the quote of chapter 10, text 26, the infamous, the the very famous quote, uh, text 15, just briefly. And I have a problem with brief. But in... um, Text 15, the essence of it, and um, yes, you probably want me to read the uh, shloka, but I'm going to skip to some of the uh, purport. And it says, the Supreme Lord Krishna can be known by persons who are in a relationship with him. And specifically here, it's through the discharge of devotional service. And it goes on. But that's where you come in, and that's where you read and find out what that 
ends with and why that's also significant, why it's a significant point in Krishna consciousness and in life. And text, oh, let me see what text is it. Um, chapter 10. Why is that? <laughs> yes, it has a lot to do with organization, and it has a lot to do with when I do things so quickly. But there is a shloka in the Bhagavad Gita, and in essence, I, I apologize, in essence, what it says is that we can offer anything to the Lord, uh, a leaf, a flower, anything. In the mood of devotion, and the Lord accepts it. Think about that in offering who you are to others. Let them see the best of you, and if not, make it the best of you. But there is no hard and fast rule. There is really no hard rule to establishing this relationship, being a devotee, being a devotee that has taken diksha, being a Brahmin. I always say like being on the learning curve of being a devotee and a Brahmin because in this world, it is so difficult. It is very difficult. And it is even more difficult to perfect. But being in the mood of a devotee, in the Krishna conscious life, in the God conscious life, is not easy. But the rewards are amazingly astronomical. So I'll end at this point and... Also, just to make special emphasis on the text again, how they reacted, how we can use this as an example of relating. And here specifically, it's speaking of husband and wives, but you can take that a little bit further and look at relationships. It says the insuperable ecstasy was so strong and this is about the men that are coming back after having been away, that the queens who were shy first embraced the Lord in the innermost recesses of their hearts. Then they embraced him visually. And then they sent their sons to embrace him, which is equal to personal embracing. But, oh, chief amongst the Brigus, Krishna, though they tried to restrain their feelings, they had inadvertently shed tears. The other point of interest, and it may affect you and it may have some impact on you or it may not, is the last sentence that really hit me. Maybe it doesn't hit anyone, but it said, the embrace of the eyes is more effective in the conjugal relation. And thus, according to Srila Jiva Goswami, there's nothing wrong in such an exchange of feeling between husband and wife. Because if they can show that to the children, and the children can learn from it, back again, what a different world this would be. What a different 
yeah, what a different temple this would be. What a, what a different world or temple all the temples would be. So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gaur Pramananda. be an honor. <laughs> if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, fruit, a water, I will accept it. Would you like me to read the purport? Okay. A purport by His Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Srila Prabhupada. Here, Lord Krishna, having established that He is the only enjoyer, the primeval Lord, and the real object of all sacrificial offerings, reveals what types of sacrifices he desires to be offered. If one wishes to engage in devotional service to the Supreme in order to be purified and to reach the goal of life, the transcendental loving service of God, then he should find out what the Lord desires of him. One who loves Krishna will give him whatever he wants and he avoids offering anything which is undesirable or unasked for. Yeah, that's another subject. <laughs> From what little I know. Thus, meat, fish, and eggs should not be offered to Krishna. If he desired such things as offerings, he would have said so. Instead, he clearly requests that a leaf, fruit, flowers, and water be given to him. And he says of this offering, I will accept it. Therefore, we should understand that he will not accept meat, fish, and eggs. Vegetables, grains, fruits, milk, and water are the proper foods for human beings and are prescribed by Lord Krishna himself. Whatever else we eat cannot be offered to him since he will not accept it. Thus, we cannot be acting on the level of loving devotion if we offer such foods. Actually, that's like the third paragraph down from uh, in text 26, chapter 9. It is there. It's like one, two, three chapters down, but I understand they're different, uh, the different, uh, Bhagavad Gita's out at different prints, yeah, which is important, very important to us because it is important that we read Bhagavad Gita as it is. And yes, I've heard there are, uh, there are edits, uh, there are definitely edits, but the point is, and, and thank you, uh, Nico, Thank you, Nico, for reading. But the point is, it is not difficult to honor, to worship the Lord. It is no hard and fast rules. It's very simple. It's just that we have to do it and commit to it. And no matter what obstacles are on our path, they are just that obstacles and they are to be overcome. And nothing, no one, to keep us from our association, from our establishing our leelas, our rasas with the Lord. No one, 
no lack of community understanding, it does make a difference when you have a solid foundation, a solid community to stand on. And that actually is what we are, I am asking interest for today because this is a perfect time to establish it and to have it because there's so much we can gain from it. Thank you, Nico. Thank you so much. Again, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai Shri Radha Kala Chandri Dham Ki Jai.